listening to the Money Monopolizers Podcast, helping you take control of your financial destiny. It's about time that we invest more in our financial literacy and work towards building generational wealth. If you think you're ready to do the same, then you've come to the right place. Alex, Marlon, y'all ready? Let's get this bread. What's good, everybody? It's Alex Camuno here. We are back with episode 91 of the Money Monopolizers podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, Marlon Walls. Marlon, how you doing today, bro? Doing excellent, man. I just want to say sorry for everybody who's just now tuning in because we did not give you all the game that we were spitting before the episode started. So we had to just go ahead and turn it on and get started back up. But I want to just point out that the time that this comes out, this will be July 1st, meaning that this is starting the third quarter of the year. And so I think this episode is going to be very timely because people are going to be able to start. Well, I'm hoping that people are able to really kick it into gear after this episode is is over because we really want to get into a lot of what people need, what people need to do to visualize a successful business. And I think this will be very mm, informative because there's a lot of wrong ways to get into it and a lot of wrong mindsets that people have about it. And I think we'll be able to dispel a whole lot with that. But as far as how I'm doing, though, super, 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 super excited. The house is officially going to be closed. I have been doing this for literally July of last year is when I started this whole process. So it's been nearly 12 months now, and I'm finally about to get ready to move on from here. So July 9th is the closing date. Excuse me. It could be extended a little bit, but in essence, option period is over. We're definitely moving in on it. So I'm excited for what's to come, man. How about you? Well, first of all, shout out to you for that. I got to, I got to, this time I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the sound effect in there, man, because I've I've been saying I'm gonna get it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Shout out to you, finally getting the house. <laughs> it's been a long, long, long time coming. Boy, the sound effect. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, man. What's that been like? They near a year, eleven months. Yeah. So, just because I know you moved back, now. you moved back in uh july of last year so uh you know now you're definitely getting to close on a property and i know you were looking literally even before you had moved there so it's it's that's a, that's amazing man and i know houston is a tough market and to even be able to find something at this time it was <laughs> it was tough I'm so i'm looking for my next one right now so i can for <laughs> next year at this rate the rate that it took to get this one just go ahead and start now yeah, low key, high key, actually, because that's crazy, man. It took it took a long time to do that, but nah. I, but you did you did a lot of things that like you know put you in a position to be able to get that property. So I know you know literally you you know you offered on it immediately when it came on the market, and um, within a few you know minutes you already had a offer above asking in submitted, and you had already you know you talked to the seller of the property. I know you mentioned that, so. Yeah. That you know that that those are the things that a lot of people won't do, right? They're just gonna like submit the offer. Oh, I didn't get it. Dang, on to the next one, <laughs> right? And you just keep doing that over and over and over until it's like, come on, at some point something gotta you gotta do something differently. Definition of insanity: doing the same thing over and over, expecting a, a different result. So you gotta you gotta innovate. You gotta become more creative of trying to get. If you if you're going to keep the same strategy, you have to at least. Like the same strategy of going on the MLS and trying to find out a property. You can either change the strategy or change your approach in your strategy, but you gotta do one or the other. Yeah, man. I mean you can't you can't just be on there. <laughs> like I know I know especially it, it, it being a buyer's agent right now, gotta suck. Cause you know, you're just driving around people driving people around the city to go look at properties, they're gonna put an offer in. More than likely than not, their offer won't get accepted because you know you're competing against 10 to 20 other people on every offer you submit. So, man, that's tough. But shout out to you for that. I know you got a you got a dope property that you're gonna do some renovations on. So that's dope, man. Sir. <clears throat> but How about uh, you, man, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well though. Business is business is going well. Everything, everything is booming, man. Um, at this point, I mean, we just I guess when you're first hearing this, we just finished up uh June. So June was a another great month. Every month has been better. So literally since i mean since since really <laughs> since ever every month has always gotten better and uh it's 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 just dope to see the growth whenever you you focus and you lock in or something um i did thirty five thousand this month in business so 
it's a good month, man. And I'm getting close to uh, replacing my job income. So I actually want to shout you out for a second, man, because I was listening to episode 70 earlier. And I think you were this is like back in January or just finishing January. And you had mentioned how you was it? I think it's around. around yeah, yeah. You were mentioning how um, you were like just shy of 10,000. And I just I look at the just the growth ever since then. I'm like, man, it's it, the growth has been has been fast, but it's been very calculated too. So big shout out to you just because of where your numbers are at today versus what they were back then. And that, that just shows the persistency and just and the consistency that you had to continue to put forth every day, month in and month out in order to get to where you are today. A lot of people don't see the behind the scenes work that it takes to get there. Not 100 percent, man. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of work, but it's definitely worth it 100 percent because my freedom is right. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it, man. Exactly. I can see it. And it's like right there. So I'm so excited to be able to um, continue to just, you know, do this and build a business. Like, man, I, like we always talk about the formulas. Not, we, we apply the same formula that we talked about, nine to five to business to real estate. So that's what I've been doing. The business is where I'm at now. And it's, it's really surreal. I love it. I love it. And it's so it's so early on because I already like I talked to a lot of like like I talked to my tech guy and you know the guy that's working on my stuff behind the scenes and like my website and stuff. I pay him a lot of money every month. And you know, when we have conversations, it's like where we know we're headed, we're gonna really take over the city. And I plan to take over Texas <laughs> and then I plan to take over the country. Yes, so that's that's just my mentality with it and it's fun to me i love it it's like it's like it's just like a sport to me competing business is a sport to me i i just love competition so anytime it's like i see competition it's like yo let's go (laughs) so i get motivated by it but yeah man i'm doing i'm doing good i'm doing good i'm happy i'm happy to continue to be able to um do that i'm trying to think was there anything else um oh yeah i i was uh we last week we did uh or last episode we did episode 90 with a uh donahue baker and that was a great great episode and i had connected with him too um it was actually today and we was talking a little bit about real estate in terms of like uh partnering up on some deals and stuff so that that that's kind of like you know what something i'm really going to start focusing on more as mm-hmm. in, in regards to like trying to look more for, so into focus because i a lot of my focus has been on the business now I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna focus on the business as much, but I'm gonna give some additional focus into like commercial real estate. Yeah. Because one thing about it is like we're getting all these amazing connections from the podcast. I don't want them to go to waste. So, exactly. and it's just I try to like network with everyone that we bring on the podcast. Like I I text these people. I try to text them once a quarter just to like stay like yo yeah yeah don't forget about me <laughs> like yo you remember me like we we I, I still am trying to do some business. So just because it's like, man, this is like a cheat code to be able to, <laughs> to network with these people. And that that dude, I mean, the, a lot. Of, I don't think people realize how 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 big of a of a dude that that dude we brought on last week was um, a Donnie Baker. That, that dude was a. He was a he's he's a mogul in, in the real estate game and and everything he's doing. So it's like, yo, and just like his enthusiasm and stuff with it and to want to partner with us. Mm-hmm. It's like I. I'm not gonna let that go to waste. Chico, tell me, bro. <laughs> like, you just yeah. got dude had, owned over 500 units and a bank. <laughs> and a, owns a bank that gives <laughs> out fifty thousand dollars in um in business credit to new LLCs. Yeah, man, it's like I don't know how many. I don't. I, I should have asked well, how much assets the bank actually has. I assume it's it's at least over a billion, um, in terms of like how much money they actually have. But that's. <sighs> That's it's just it's just crazy to think about, man. I just I just want to be able to take advantage of this at this time we have right now, because I I can guarantee you in 10 years, we're going to look back and be like, yo, we had that dude on there. We had this dude on this. Like, yo, just thought about this. One thing that people need to understand is that 
a lot of this information that we give out for free sometimes be the gold information. Sometimes people people underestimate the information when it doesn't have a price tag attached to it. If y'all listen to these episodes and y'all really understand the value that's being presented, that's when you you should like, you should be looking at the last episode and being like, yo, I just got the game, I got the play that I need that I needed right here to scale my business. Yeah. That's fifty thousand dollars worth of business credit that you can use to start your business, like to prove a concept or to start in real estate investing. What most people are looking for is the money piece. People always get try to get into wholesaling because of the fact that they don't have the money to buy a rental property. They are giving that to you now. What's your new excuse? Like this is, and then on top of that, if you get connected with the bank, you know that he's the founder of the bank. You can have connections to get up to him as far, and you know that he owns 500 units. He owns that. What if you can build a relationship with him? I, man, it's it's so many possibilities, but y'all have to be thinking along the lines of what what value am I getting just from this information versus all oh, yeah, you just never do on a podcast. It was a, that was a that was a good episode to listen to, man. I'm, I'm doing my workout. I'm I'm good now. I don't got my got my uh, podcast in for today. It's not a, it's not a checklist item, bro. This is life changing stuff. Now that's a fact, and you know what? Too most people, I would probably say 97 percent of people treat the podcast as entertainment. Yeah. Um. It's like, yeah, that was a good episode, man. That was fire, man. And it's like you DMing, you DMing us saying, like, dang, that episode, man. Yo, that was good. I'm like, okay, what you do? What you? <laughs> oh, what you mean? That was a good episode. It's like, okay, I need to see some action off it. That's why I don't know how many of y'all actually listen to the end of the uh podcast whenever we do the outros or whenever uh we had a recorded outros. The voice always says, my guy, he always says. Now it's time to, it's take, time to action. take action. There's <laughs> a reason that I wanted him to say that is because right. you got to take action. Like it's it's not for entertainment, and that's how I try to treat every podcast I listen to, no matter the genre. Like I want to be able to apply this stuff into my life immediately. Um, it's and I'm not gonna say, everything's not gonna be applicable. So I don't don't get me wrong. Like sure. I'm not saying like. Okay, we did a vending machine, we did a mobile home, we did a a, a trucking episode, we did a real estate. You know, I'm not saying you gotta, you have to implement everything. Some things you just gotta listen to and see if it's something for you. But if you're not implementing anything, it's like, bro, what are you even listening for? <laughs> hey, replace my music. It's, just, it's entertainment for me. But I think I think that's a good point too. When we bring on all these guests, we're bringing on people that have done real estate, we're bringing on people that have done businesses. Now, where we're showing you is a different, as a canvas of people that have done different things in different industries that all look like you, that have all been through what you've gone through and still have made it out. So yeah. now it's your job to pick up what do you like the most. You can even experiment, try try out a little of everything. But once you find that one thing that you that you like that you can see that you're, you you can see yourself building long term, narrow your focus in on that because what you, what you don't want to be is the jack of all trades and master of none talking about yeah i got me a rental car i heard this episode and i got a vending machine i heard that episode i got me a mobile home heard that episode now i'm fixing people's credit heard that episode but like now you have like 17 streams of work and you don't have 17 streams of income because that rental car that breaks down and now you're like man i gotta i gotta pay for that i gotta figure a way to find a way to get that fixed but no i, I need to go spend some time get, filling up this vending machine because it's been empty for two weeks ah uh, dang my mobile my tenant just moved out that move out of that mobile home i gotta go advertise for it yeah. you're gonna have so many different things to go to focus on that <clears throat> you can't put all your time energy and effort into one thing to get it off of its infancy stage so that's i think that's the key piece that most people are probably missing when it comes to like listen to a podcast like this and you know what too i was i was so scared to like get to that mindset of like because you know it's it's interesting whenever and we told this well i'm not gonna say that because that hasn't come out yet but we have, we have uh we talked about this in the past just in terms of like how we kind of got to this right because you know when i when i when i back a couple of years ago you was in school and i was kind of like you know just working in it's like it got to a point where it was like we were both on a mentality of like real estate only Right. Yeah. It's like real estate, real estate, real estate. It's all I want. If it's not if you ain't talking real estate, I don't want to talk. So but it kind of got to, you know, we start the podcast and then I start seeing some other stuff. Like I saw the trucking, I saw the mobile homes, I see, you know, the vending machine. I'm like, dang, I want to do all of that. Right. So I want to yeah. try all of that. And I, you know, I told you about that. And you was like, no, man, hey, don't God, you doing too much. <laughs> you doing too much. Just focus on the real estate. And it's like I was like, nah, man. I mean, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna no, do this. Nice. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just try to truck in, 
Matt, I, uh, y'all, don't, y'all don't really know how many different, I don't even know if I've mentioned this yet on this podcast, but, but in terms of like how many different things I've done just in the past year and a half, or really, I was, yeah, about a year and a half, uh, 18 months, we'll say. It's like I've probably legitimately put money into probably seven different businesses in terms of educating myself and like actually trying it, right? It was like, I mean, what, the trucking, rental cars, Amazon FBA, a marketing company, stock options, uh, cleaning business, vending machines. That's seven things yeah. right there. I tried all those things, and I legitimately put thousands of dollars into each of them in 2020, in 2019 and 2020, like thousands of dollars. That's why I say last year I probably lost $30,000 a month, <laughs> <laughs> like conservatively estimating it, um, just based on like, I don't know what's going to hit for me. And that was just like my mentality. It's like, yeah, I got to just try everything. So, mm-hmm. but it, it was just, it was just interesting because it's like, it's just interesting to see because you was very heavy on the fact of like, no, nah, man, we just strictly real estate. So, <laughs> but I tell people that all the time about me, like whatever I can narrow my focus in. Once I get focused on something, I can run that play for until it works, basically. So yeah. at the time, all we knew was real estate. Like we weren't even exposed to all the other different business ventures. Like we were thinking real estate investing all the way 100%. And so I'm not going to veer from that just based on how I am as a person. Like I, I, I can know, I know how to focus very well and stay consistent on staying on the course. But what I had to learn was that there's more out there that can get us to our same goal faster. And then we can, and then real estate is the long-term play to build wealth rather than, or you can use it as your business. Like you can do the flipping houses, you can do the wholesaling, but there's other avenues too. And now you just pick which one works best for you as opposed to picking the default because that's the only one you know. And so that's, that was the difference that we had to, had to make that flip on. But once I figured out the same thing, I'm on the same dang path. Look, I could, so I always reflect on like how, what I was doing back in like late 2020, I would have stock, the, um, the stock market open on my phone while I'm sitting at the job watching every, every moment. Cause I'm doing stock options. I get a call from that, from, um, my dad saying we, we need to uh, work on the rental car. Like it just got bought back and need to go get cleaned. Then I'll, I get a t-shirt <laughs> order that came in and then I'm also trying to research at night, listen to a podcast on like, um, pest control or tow trucking or something. I'm like, yo, I'm spending too much time on every little thing that I'm trying to start at one time. And it's just chaotic. Like I could be spending 10 hours on one business or I can spend one hour on 10, 10 different businesses. Which one's going to get you the best results? How are you able to get from spending $30,000 in a year to making $35,000 in a month? Put it in that perspective. You Because you narrowed your focus in and you started putting all your time, energy, and effort into one thing and to prove successful. Yeah. Hey, man. Yes, he preaching. And that's like, that's, the, that's all I was really trying to get to with is like, I literally eliminated a lot of things <laughs> a lot of people don't even know but i'm selling my truck <laughs> sold off my rental cars yep right took all my money out of my stock options um a lot of the other stuff was just lost money <laughs> <laughs> i have the knowledge but it's, it, the money is invested and i can't get it back so but in terms of like the things i bought i sold it all and so i can focus solely on cleaning business and ex- expanding it to be the biggest cleaning company in the country um and that's what i that's where my mentality is focused now it's like bro it's like the old saying goes i hate using cliches but sometimes they're actually actually applicable you try to chase two rabbits you don't yeah. catch none <laughs> <laughs> so you know and, and those rabbits they be moving exactly. <laughs> they're, they're very they're very very uh uh decisive so if I, if I learned anything else from this past year, it was definitely that because I th- I know for a fact that that's what's been happening for us with the rental car stuff as well. I look at our our gross sale, no, yeah, our gross income from month from January, which when we first started narrowing our focus in to, to to June, like through June, we basically doubled in sales every single month ever since uh, January. So right now we're around eight thousand in sales per month. And when you expound that over a six a, a twelve month period, that's the six figure income that we're looking for. And so now we're about to actually take it to the next level with that. As far as um, dub, we're gonna probably double the number of cars because now we have a new information. Yep. And I, that'll be for a different episode. As far as like going into the depths, we may get it, may or may not get into it. But as far as knowing how to acquire more vehicles using our business uh, business information business 
you know, using our business versus using our personal credit. That's going to take us to a whole nother level. So as we gain more information, we can start scaling much quicker. So it's going to, but the whole point of it is I'm focusing in so much on that. Now I gain information in that that's going to take me from uh, 8,000 a month to 16 to 20,000 a month. And then you continue to scale from there. Yeah. Versus trying to start all these new businesses that are gain, gaining you five to hundred to a thousand per month. You can when you make one tweak in a business already that's already moving with a head of steam. The returns are much more are much higher based on any one new new piece of information. Yeah, it's a fact, man. And it's like, yeah. Whenever we started a podcast, one of the reasons that I or I know one thing I said when we did start it in the early episodes was like. We're not financially free yet, or we don't have financial dependence, but we're going to take you on a journey with us. For sure. And that is literally what it's been since we started the podcast in May, in, in May of 2019. Um, y'all have been on the journey with us, and y'all have seen the evolution and the growth, even just in terms of the podcast quality and the episodes in terms of like us just being podcast hosts. We've gotten better at that. Um, I know y'all know that. Um, <laughs> and obviously, the business is like come along with it as well, too. But it's like you've seen the learning. I remember I did a YouTube episode and I really think about it now. It's like I need I'd be thinking of taking it down, but it's still good information. It was like it was like I think I did it in like October or November. It was like why you need multiple streams of income. And the premise is still solid. Like the premise is mm-hmm. still sound in terms of the theory behind why you actually need it. Right. One stream of income is too close to none. But I in the in the in the video I went on to talk about, you know, you can have multiple you can only have one job but you can have multiple vending machines you can have multiple rental cars you can have multiple rental properties you can have multiple you know uh trucks you can have multiple mobile homes you can have multiple everything right but the thing is it's like if you only get the key is multiple (laughs) if you only got one of each (laughs) you ain't doing nothing you're just working you got seven jobs so but now instead of trying to go get that seven different things right off the bat you get one scale it up then you go back and get the rest right yeah. and people always said that but i always wanted to deny it i always wanted to deny it because it's like nah i want to <laughs> do all i want to do it all right now right i want to get it all right now but you can't that right now we're in a culture where it's like the inform information is hot right people get dopamine hits from taking courses from mm-hmm. buying a course and, and 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 most people don't even finish the courses. You just like buy like I know people will get my courses and I know people don't my course is almost 10 hours. I know people are sitting there for 10 hours when I start talking about RRIs and stuff in terms of real estate. But it's like people get dopamine hits from new things, right? Oh my God, uh, I just got this new course, new information. Then you get bored of it. Now I'm gonna go try something else. And that was like, I'm not saying I was in that mentality, but in terms of like my mentality with getting new things, it was like I just want a new stream of income, another stream of income. It's just like, I don't even like being called like the person with multiple streams of income anymore. Cause it's just, it's just not like, unless they're all like, yo, 50K a month <laughs> or something like that. I don't need to have four vending machines and, you know, uh, three rental cars. And, you know, I need to focus on one, scale it up. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm gonna let you go in a minute, but it's like, you don't see, okay. Here's an here's the only, here's an exception, and though it's not even really an exception, it, it's applicable to what I'm saying. Elon Musk, Elon Musk started off with PayPal. A lot of people don't know that, but he started off with PayPal, and he ended up scaling that, sold it to I think they sold it to Yahoo. I don't remember, but he took all that money, used that to form Tesla, built Tesla up, took the money from Tesla, used that to form SpaceX. Built SpaceX up, took the money from that, used that to form Neuralink and Boring Company, which are other things he's doing, and a whole bunch of other things he's doing. He has the the Ad Astra, the school. He has so many different things. But the premise is he built up a, I think it was a nine-figure uh, net worth or evaluation on PayPal. Um, he didn't found it. I think he co-founded it with someone. Don't quote me on it, but it's something like that. Um, but that's the same premise. It's like focus on one thing, scale it up. Now... You can go put that those resources into something else because now you can actually put teams and systems in place to scale those other things now instead of you, you know, slaving to to get one uh, vending machine. 
So yeah, I got I got a whole bunch for you, bro. <laughs> so first <laughs> off, you was you talked about um, if every business was bringing fifty thousand a month, then it'd be okay. Most people are going to look at that and be like, "Yeah, see, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm about to get them all up to fifty thousand. Yeah, My right. thing is. I don't want my time to have to go into all of those businesses. I actually don't mind having multiple businesses as long, but I'm going to be the fo- I'm going to be the center of focus on one. Yeah. And the thing I think about the podcast, we bring on people that have specialized in different business that different businesses, different investments. You just talked about going to going to a Donahue Baker because he's specialized in real estate. He may find a deal that you just want to put put money in on. You can still reap the benefits without having to do all the work. And that's the so now I can I have multiple streams of income coming in, but he's doing he's the main guy that's doing the work. I'm just an investor in his business because he's able because now he, he he's already an expert in that field. I don't have to necessarily have the knowledge, but I but even though even though you already do, I'm just talking about for anybody else. You don't need the knowledge for every single business. You if you have the money, you can invest in somebody else's business and get a return on that, and that's still a stream of income. And then if you start scaling that, it can still get to that fifty thousand a month. And I think about in terms of me, I, I mean, no, for in terms of anybody, it's the same thing for everybody that's being introduced to this um, entrepreneurship world, because you know nothing about anything, and so, but now you have access to everything. It's so it's like you have a whole bunch of new toys that you want to play with all at one time. Yeah. And I'm looking at my, I, I had a little, I have put out a tweet, a tweet on, on I have it pinned on my, uh, I'm gonna leave it pinned just so I can reflect back on it. My pinned tweet says. The mind is a crazy thing. I just envision myself with nine streams of income within the next two years. Time to get to work. I'm still on that same journey, but my mindset has changed since when I first tweeted it. Because when I tweeted it, it was on um, September 18th of 2020. My mindset back then was nine different streams of income, completely different industries. Rental properties, rental cars, home trucks, trucking, t-shirt sales, courses, my a book, Podcast sponsorships um, and pest control as a business. Nine different <laughs> businesses. <laughs> and that's insanity, bro. I'm trying to, and my thing, I'm trying to, I wanted to bring it into, like, we laugh at it now, but this is a dead serious mentality before. And I'm trying, I want to, I'm so adamant because I see, because everybody does this. And I really want, I want to bring it home of why this is foolish. Focus on some, focus on one thing, man, because. <laughs> he still <happens. laughs> and I'm as serious as a heart attack too. <laughs> like we finna go in, yo. We <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and I didn't include stock options in there. I know I had that on my mind too. Yeah. So <clears throat> whole point is, you're not for one. Anybody listening is not alone. We've done the same exact thing. We both had. We both went through that same experience, so now we're telling you from the experience, not just trying to deter you from doing multiple things, but we know how non-productive you can be when you are trying to focus on too many things at one time. You're the jack of all trades, master of none. When somebody thinks of your name, what are they thinking? If somebody thinks of Jeff Bezos' name, what do they think right away? They're going to probably think Amazon. If somebody, let's, right, they're going to think of one, the, the main thing that they've done. If somebody thinks of Mark Zuckerberg, they're probably going to think Facebook. Somebody thinks of Ray Kroc, they're going to think of McDonald's. If somebody thinks of Joe Blow that's listening to this podcast, they should not think, oh, that's Jack of all trades guy. Nobody's going to think that. They're going to be like, oh, he's just all over the place. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so that's, so you have to figure out what do you want to be known for and then narrow in your focus in on that. And that's what I've learned just through the experiences. So when I say I'm going for nine streams of income now, I'm talking about, I'm gonna have over nine rental cars. I'm then that was, that's gonna segue into rental properties. I have multiple rental properties that's bringing in income. It can there's still sources of income. They don't have to be different industries though. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like in this, I like to use the analogy of like an orange, right? There's a bunch of different ways <laughs> to you know uh, get value from orange. You can get orange juice. You know, you can eat the oranges. You can make a orange you know smoothie. You can do a bunch of different things. It's still the same orange, though. It's all coming from the same orange, right? And that's what you're pretty much saying. So it's it, it's 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 the reason I was laughing because it's like I know how serious it was too. Because it's exactly. like it was in that same mentality. Like, yeah, let me go get. And it's just crazy because it's like you was so dead set on like, okay, I'm gonna get this vending machine this year. I'm gonna get this mobile home. I'm gonna go get this rental car. I'm gonna get this truck. I'm gonna go do this and get another rental property. It's like, bro, you got one. Of everything. <laughs> of everything. One. 
Like it's not doing you one is not going to make you wealthy. One of we say any, all the time anyway. Yes, like one of any. It's what you gotta understand about business is that it, it's exponential, but you have to allow it to get to the point where it can be exponential. If you look at an exponential curve, it starts off relatively flat and then starts curving off, right? A, or a, yeah, that'd be an x, x squared function, whatever you want to call it. Um, it starts off relatively flat, then it starts curving. When you have one of everything, you're in the flat area for every single thing. You never yeah. get to take advantage of the exponential growth, right? And that comes from continuing to build on the previous work. But you can't build on the previous work because you keep starting something new, right? If you sorry, visualize that further. I, I, I like that concept, and I want to expand, expound on it. Imagine if a certain business takes... Uh, let's say 100 hours to in order to get it to that exponential part where you start curving exponentially. The problem is that if you have ex exp expounded your um, time, energy, and effort across 10 different businesses, they all still require that same 100 hours. But now, instead of giving 10 hours per day or 10 hours per, no, sorry, you can put it yeah, out even further, more than 100 hours, of course. But if you put an hour in a day into each business, now you can't get to that exponential uh, growth until a lot later because it still takes the same 100 hours. You just haven't yeah. put all your 100 hours into that business yet. So now it's going to take each one 100 days and it's probably going to be less um, because now you just came off of doing uh, tow trucking to come do a cleaning business. You have to switch your entire mentality. So now it's going to take a little bit longer because you had to get back into the into the swing of um, the, the next business that you're working on. So it's going to take a lot longer than that 100 hours now before you start seeing exponential exponential growth. And so that's that's the whole essence of it. You have to lock in on one thing so you can get to that exponential growth number as soon as possible. Yep, 100 percent. That and that reminds me too. It's because I mean, when you said hundred hours, I remember when I read Outliers, which is a, one of my favorite books. Um, Malcolm Gladwell talks about the ten thousand hour rule in terms of like to become an expert at anything, it takes ten thousand hours. That's much more realistic too. <laughs> ten thousand hours, and that's obviously many, many years um, to get to it. Obviously, now we live in an age where that is very compressed. I don't even believe it's ten thousand hours just due to the information now. You can skip a lot of the BS from the when you don't know what you don't know because now you can there, there's courses where you can like get the information immediately. So that learning curve is significantly smaller thanks to the technology, and that's what technology does. Sure. But anyways, same principle still applies. It might not be ten thousand, it might be a thousand, it might be a hundred, like Marlon said, whatever uh, you know number you want to use. It's a number out there that you had to get to, um, but it's not one hour. <laughs> so uh, that 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 is pretty much what you're saying. It's like man, I mean. It's not to say you can't have it, it's just focus on one. Like I I think Amazon, you mentioned Jeff Bezos, that's a great example too. Amazon, they he focused on selling, you know, the books, selling uh software, all these things on Amazon first. And now Amazon is a freaking conglomerate that owns every so many different things, right? <laughs> they own grocery stores, they own bookstores, they own, you know, software, they own, you know, all these different things. They're doing a bunch of different things. So it's like now that they built up one, they can get into other things now because there's teams and resources available to focus on those other things. Exactly. That's Amazon was it's like the, the tree trunk. So imagine like a tree, it has branches, but yeah. you have to plant the initial tree first and the trunk has to start growing before you can start branching off into other things. And yeah. so now Amazon is the foundation and everything else is a, is a byproduct that has its own systems in place because the, because the foundation has grown to the point that it has systems in place before you start branching off to other areas. That's a fact. That's a fact. So yeah, man, that's that's all that's all we that's all that's all that whole um thing was about that whole soliloquy just based on like yo focus on one thing. <laughs> I know it's I know it's it's hard. I know it's hard. I know, I know, it's I know. Very, we've not, been there. <laughs> yes, trust me. You heard him. He was saying nine businesses. Like, yo, we know. So it's just focus on one. Now and then once you get that, you can scale it. And you might find out that that one might not be the one for you. That's fine too. You just that doesn't mean you go do three other ones immediately. Go try another one. So, uh, anyways, that's all we said. So, <clears throat> that was really not even what we wanted to get into today. Right? <laughs> we really wanted to get into kind of, I know we kind of briefly mentioned it, but in terms of once you actually do figure out what business you want to get into, how do you actually, like, what mindset do you need to be in when starting your business in terms of operating your business as a business and not as a self-employed individual right because what you see far too often is that the main reason that many small businesses fail is because they operate 
really like mom and pops instead of large corporations, right? Um, shout out to Michael Gerber, uh, author of The E-Myth. That was a definitely a, a pivotal book in terms of shifting my mindset in terms of how to operate as a business owner um, whenever starting a business. That is a 10 out of 10 to read. And it is definitely, I made a YouTube video on my top four books for financial freedom. That was my number four, just because if you are starting a business, that is essentially the rich dad, poor dad of business, <laughs> like in terms of the mindset that you have to be in. So it's very critical to, you know, get into the mindset. So the whole premise of what I'm saying is that whenever you start a business, you have to envision it. You have to act as if you are already where you want to be. What do I mean by that? I mean that you have to operate it and um, treat it as if it's a big business. You need to treat it. If you're starting, you know, Sam Shake Shack, you need to treat Sam Shake Shack as if it is McDonald's in 2021, right? McDonald's in 2021, what does that look like? It is a very, very, very systematized and structured corporation, right? In terms of like it has systems in place. It has roles and responsibilities in place. It has uh, hierarchies in place. It has, um, you know, uh, SOPs in place. It has everything in place to make it a business, right? And and, and, and uh, that's the difference between owning a business. When we look at the cash flow quadrant, right? You have your employee, your self-employed business owner, investor. Your business owner owns a business, right? So a business is something that has systems and people work in those systems and those people generate revenue for the business, right? Versus a self-employed person where they are the system. You own your job, right? You, If you stop working, the business stops too, right? Versus a business owner, <clears throat> they know from the jump. Look, <laughs> from day one, the business, if I'm not there, should still be able to run. And the point, the point I'm making is regardless of when you're starting day one or if you've been in your business for 20 years. This is the mentality you have to be in. You have to, it's, I promise it'll make life a lot easier if you start that way and not try to evolve into that, right? Start off as someone who's like, yo, I, I start my business and uh, I start, I just start, I, I, before I even get any clients, I'm already getting my systems in place, Yeah. right? I'm already creating my SOPs. I'm already um, creating my roles and responsibilities and, and my organizational chart and, you know, all these things that are within my business. I'm already creating all these things so that once business actually does get going, it's like turnkey. It's ready to go. Um, and that's how I scaled my business to $100,000 in nine months. And in fact, if I had implemented it probably sooner, I would have scaled it to that $100,000 in six or seven months. Um, so it, it, I'm speaking this from experience and someone that has done this successfully. You need to treat your business as a big business and not as a side hustle or self-employed business. Treat it as a big business from day one. Because the way you treat it, the way you treat it, you're going to get either business results or you're going to get side hustle results, depending on how you treat it. If you want business results, you have to treat it like a business. You're not going to get business results treating it like a side hustle. Yes, sir. I want to really like hit on like the... SOPs, per, the part of like when you mention SOPs, I want to first identify what that is. That's the standard operating procedures. So understand that when you are operating a business, like when you open up your own business, like Sally Shake Shack, I think you said her name was Sally. Sam. Oh, Sam. So Sa Sam Shake. Uh, Shake you think why you had his tongue twisted <laughs> that you chose? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sam Shake Shack. Okay, cool. So we we rocking with Sam right now. Let's use him as an example. So Sam, him or her, whatever. Um, Sam uh, decides to get, get like an entrepreneurial seizure, as they call it in the EBIF. And that's when you just say, you know what, I've been, working, I've been working at somebody else's Shake Shack for years now. And I know everything of how to how to make the best shakes out there. And man, this, I'm, I'm tired of my boss keep telling me what to do. I can do this on my own. You know what? I'm going to go start my own Shake Shack. Sam's Shake Shack. I'm, I'm starting this up now. Let's get it. What you didn't know as the employee in somebody else's business is all of the background work you didn't know what goes to running an actual business and continuously making it profitable as opposed to just how to make a great shake and yeah. that's the, that's the difference that people have to understand when they're transitioning from the employee to the business owner and or self-employed to the business owner and so now that transition a lot of people struggle with that because they think that all i have to do is make shakes 
uh, for myself instead of uh, clocking into somebody else's business and then it's going to run successfully. But the problem is that you don't, what you better realize is that all the bookkeeping, all of the tax, the taxes in the background, the hiring people, the firing people, all of the, the scaling, the, the visionary of how to continue to stay competitive in a market. You don't know any of that stuff. All you know is how to make a great shake. And as soon as you start seeing the other stuff, you want to start hiring it out right away and not even you don't even document the processes of how to do it. Like you you just want to hire somebody else that's already a professional in it and you haven't even done it yourself to the point where you've created a system of how it should be ran in your business. You have to start. I didn't. That's where the SOPs comes in. You have to do everything in the business and initially so you can identify exactly what what the steps are of how to run that business the right way. Once you have identified those, that be, essentially becomes your job description. When you list that job for um, for somebody to go apply to, they can say, oh, when I come into this role, this is what I can expect versus trying to hire somebody just based on what you don't want to do and be like, oh, man, I need I need a personal assistant. That's the worst. That's the worst position you can hire. Just a personal assistant. I don't have any job description for you. I just want you to do a little of everything in my business because I don't. I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. That's the in, in the book he talks about the infancy business to the adolescent business. Infancy is when you're rocking by yourself and just doing everything, and then the adolescence is like when you hire your first person. But and then the mature is when you're like the big business. The problem is that you don't have to go from infancy to adolescent to mature. You can go straight to mature as far as in the mentality. You are already setting up your SOPs. You're already setting up your um, org chart and everything that's that will allow you to delegate the correct way once the time comes where you have enough money in order to do so. Versus the person that is starting off at an infancy stage, they are just doing all the grunt work, not documenting anything, and then getting overwhelmed to where they have to hire somebody out. Yeah. And that's that's going from infancy to adolescence. Sad thing is that most businesses like that usually are the ones that 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 pass away. Like they are no more because they just couldn't sustain. They couldn't sustain the growth because they don't have the systems of how to operate as a business owner as opposed to the self-employed. Yep, a hundred percent. I think what he mentioned in the book too, the stat he said that eighty percent of small businesses fail. I think he said within the first uh, year, and then he said of those, fifty percent of those fail within five years, and then of those, like. Think eighty percent of those fail within the next by the by year ten. So it's like, and the main reason is because of what we're talking about. It's because yeah. they are just treating their business like it's just whatever, right? And so you made a great point in terms of like, yo, just because you can make a shake doesn't mean that you can, you know, uh, bookkeep, or doesn't mean that you can um, hire, or doesn't mean that you can, you know, do all these things that actually go into making a business successful, right? And so. I'm not saying that means you I'm not saying that you go hire those things immediately. But what you have to understand is that you do not have to. Well, I'll say this, right? You you are a technician, right? You you are not you're operating as a technician. Right? A technician knows how to do the 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 day to day task. Right. But they don't know how to um, lead a company. Right. And that's what you got to understand. Many people that, you know, they quit their job. They want to go start a business. You don't even know how to operate as a business owner. You're operating a business as a technician, so that's why your business is most likely going to fail, right? Um, and so the key is to switch that mindset into treating every single thing as if it has to be operated as if it is a business. And the key to doing that is your standard operating procedures, having those systems yeah. in place, because that allows you to, it's no guesswork, right? You know exactly what needs to be done, right? And so, you know, I think just for me, particularly, right? Like I created, when I started my business, you know, my cleaning business, I created my SOPs from, I mean, I, I, I created them kind of late cause I didn't read the e-myth until like December. Um, so I didn't necessarily know like that's how it should be. I had like a couple, but I didn't really have them in detail, but right now I, I really got into it in December. And now, you know, at this point in June, July, I have nearly a hundred pages. <laughs> in yeah. terms of my SOPs. And that is like detailed pages, right? In terms of like knowing every single thing that every single really I, I'm if I'm I'm probably funny. It probably could be longer because I there's still some things I'd be running into. I'm like, dang, I got a SOP that dang, I got a SOP that dang, I gotta document this because I know at some point I have to outsource it. So I know if I'm gonna outsource it, that means I have to train someone to do it. And that means if I'm gonna train them to do it. They need to have their job description. They need to have their role. They need to know how to do it properly, right? And that's why I am an advocate of doing everything yourself in the beginning, 
and I've always been an advocate of this, just in terms of how I approach things. You do everything yourself early on. Learn the proper ways that it should and shouldn't be done. Because if you hire someone immediately to do something, number one, you probably can't even pay them. Um, and number two, they don't necessarily know how it should be done. Or you actually, you don't really even know how it should be done. So they're going to do it how they think it should be done. Right. But as, this is, I, I'd like to say that as a business owner, you do all the thinking for, for, for people. Right. I don't want people thinking <laughs> in my business. I do not want you thinking about how you should handle a situation. I don't, because I don't, I'm not saying I don't trust you. I probably, I don't know. It depends who you are. But, you know, I, I, I have already put a system in place for how you should handle that. So you shouldn't have to think about it. You do the work. I do the thinking, right? That's what uh, I think. Who, who said that? I think it was uh, Henry Ford. He said something like that in terms of like, um, I don't want I a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. No, no, that was Rockefeller. Ah, oh, dang. <laughs> it was Ford said something about um, thinking. Dang, we I talked about it in one of the episodes. Anyways, I'll probably think about it later. But yeah, the the SOPs is like the key to actually creating to 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 scaling your business, and you have to do it from day one. I mean, for me, I have mine set up to a point where it's like. I am it's it's so automatic it's so automated and so systematized that I barely can spend I could spend barely any time in my business because I don't have to sit here and guess about what I need to do. Like I already know what I do. I got my my tech guys working on the back end. I don't worry about that. They do that. And then I have, you know, operations going on on front end, and that's already documented and stuff like that. Um now it's like it, I'm just like expanding on it now to get to a point where it's like I'm even putting scenarios in there where it's like, if this happens, this is how you handle this. Because I've experienced it maybe even once or twice. And I knew either I did something wrong or what I did, uh, I should have did it differently. So I know it's like, yo, just don't at least don't do this. Yeah. Right. Especially when dealing with customer service and those kind of things, because people can really when you put other people in terms in as a face of your business, when you hire people, they become the face of your business. So if 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 you don't give them the right direction, they're going to represent your business how they think they should, which, like I said, I don't want you to think at all. <laughs> I did the thinking for you. This is how I know you should represent the business like this. And the SOPs, man, they make your business extremely, extremely valuable, man. Because I know for me, it's like, yo, we did the we did the live um a couple, I guess it was last week on uh, on IG, and I was telling people about my SOPs and stuff, and people was hitting me up like, "Yo, the SOPs for sale." Bro, Bro, that was uh, wild. I remember <laughs> seeing people in the comment section about that, like, "Hey man, are you selling SOPs?" I'm like, "I'm bitch, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh my god, they missed the whole point. They missed it. <laughs> it. It went over their head. It all went over. I'm gonna let you explain it. We were talking about it already, but I'm like, they missed it completely. And to me, it's just like, I'm a, I'm gonna let you go into it, but I just wanted to say like. It's, it makes your business you that's how I know it makes my business valuable, because now if people are asking me for, hey, what's your blueprint to run your business so I can try to do it, too, in my business? because yeah. I want to get the same results you got. Number one, you're not going to get the same results because with that mentality, you are not even thinking as it because now the thing about it is like you, the same exact things is not going it's not going to I could give you the blueprint still might not play out the same exact way. And if I did want to give it to you. Like, yo, somebody was in my DMs. I'm not even going to say who it was. But somebody was in my DMs. They they offered me $50 or $100 for, <laughs> for the SOPs, bro. I was like, oh, bro, I almost, I almost blocked I'm going to try not to go off on nobody right now. <laughs> I'm going to try. But no, first of all, I want to go back to the point that you said, yeah, I, I started implementing SOPs pretty late. It's like in December. When you start your business again? August. So in four months, you talk about, yeah, I started pretty late. Most people don't do this for multiple, multiple, multiple decades. <laughs> yeah, I started pretty late, man. It's four months. Hey, so that's late for me. That just that shows you the mindset, for one. That just shows you that you are just on it to the point where four months, I'm already in it too late. I should have been dead this. So that's that's the mentality that people need to learn to adopt. Because with the SOPs, for, first of all, you are the sole 
um, employee in your business when you first start out. You don't have any money to pay anybody. So you are literally wearing every hat in your business. And so that means that you know what you are doing for every step of the way in order to make your business work. All you have to do now is say, I'm not going to just do the work because now you, so you're doing technician work. Yeah. Like everything that is required in order to make the business operate, you, that's technician work. The entrepreneur is the person that is going to be the one that documents this stuff, that yeah. has a vision that says it's not always going to be just me. At some point, I want to offload this because I made this business not so I can run it for the rest of my life as Sam's Shake Shack. I want this to be Texas Shake Shack. I want this to be Houston Shake Shack. I don't want even my name attached to it because you shouldn't be coming in looking for Sam. You should come <laughs> looking for a shake. Like yeah. that's so that's the that's that. I don't even want my name attached to this because I don't want you looking for me. I'm not going to be here forever. So I need to put the systems in place to where anybody can replicate me like to the down to the T. I think about Chick-fil-A. When people go to Chick-fil-A, there is it's no doubt in my mind that they have a system in place because I know 99 out of 100 people do not say my pleasure every time you say thank you. Yeah. And so they, that means they've been put through a system that says when somebody says thank you, you say my pleasure. They have been taught to do that because most people don't do that by nature. And so that that's showing you that SOPs are in place to make to make a system work regardless of where you're at. Because you have Chick-fil-A's in all around the country and they all operate the same way. The reason is because of the SOPs. And that's what that's the whole point to drive home. And I want in the last big thing that we're to hit you on here in your last point with the somebody want to buy it. You have for one, you are building a business not like somebody else's. You don't you're not going to see uh, McDonald's going to Chick-fil-A and saying, can we have your SOP so we can <laughs> run uh, Ch Ch McDonald's like you run Chick-fil-A? Yeah. It's not meant to be like that. You need to create your own space, your own lane. You created your cleaning business and now you have you own that space. You are the go to. You are the expert in that space. And now you continue to refine it. You, no, you're not nobody's going to you're not meant to make McDonald's 2.0. You need to create your own lane. So you have to create your own set of SOPs. And if you do want to buy it, you're going to end up pretty much be a franchise. And franchises are not going to buy an SOP for $50 or $100. You're, a franchise is going to spend a premium dollar because they are buying a system that builds a six to seven figure and probably even beyond that. Um, to, they're buying, you're buying that business that, that you, that's been proven to work. So you're not so $50 to $100, that's a, that's a true insult to spend that, that type of money expecting to get a million dollar return on your million dollars as far as your first year of revenue. Or six figures at least, and so that that's why I start laughing so hard. Like, man, somebody offer you a hundred dollars for an SOP that's over a hundred pages. Like, that's I need you to put. So anybody's listening, it's not an insult to nobody, but this is the mindset you have to have if you're going to ask somebody for a, something like an SOP. That is literally how I run my business to make it six figures in nine months. I'm not giving that out for a hundred dollars. Amen. <laughs> Got the sound effect. Hey, look. To me, first of all, said it's not an insult. To me, it is. <laughs> no, from... I'm not. I'm not insulting the people. I'm insulting the fact that they will offer a hundred dollars. No, I'm insulting that. Okay, you can insult the bill. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I, I I got offered the the hundred dollars the fifty dollars for that and to me that wasn't that was an insult so I gotta insult you yes. back because to me it's like yo that will be like Coca Cola giving away their recipe yeah make their Coke which if anyone knows anything about Coca Cola nobody knows what actually is in Coke like you know the ingredients but like nobody can replicate Coke exact if they could it would have been done have you tried that Dr. Fizz or what, like that, 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 what, what is that knockoff Coke that be in the stores? It don't taste like Coca Cola. I don't really like Coke, so maybe Sprite's a better example, but you get the point, right? It don't, it's still, they, no matter what they do, they cannot replicate the formula to create Coca Cola. And that, that formula, I can guarantee you, is a very extensive SOP that is in every, warehouse that creates or manufacture that is manufacturing coke there's a very that tells you down to the tablespoon how much no. of everything is going into a can of coca-cola you can't go offer them fifty dollars a hundred dollars <laughs> so for you to tell me I, i'm offering you fifty dollars a hundred dollars for that 
You insulted me, so I gotta insult you back. You're a fool. You're a fool for for even making that offer. Um, or and it's like if there if like we talked about this earlier, if there was even a number, like it'd be a five figure number. I'll say <laughs> keeping it a hundred. And the, the more the longer your business is operating, the longer you prove successful, the more that that number gets marked up. All right, and that's what happens essentially when you sell a business too. Because the thing, like I said earlier, man, you set, your business becomes more valuable because you have systems in place because the buyer doesn't have to think about how do I actually run this. They're buying a guaranteed income with systems. And so when you scaled it, that's what a lot of people, their whole goal with businesses is like to build a business, create systems, scale it, then sell the business like for like an eight, nine figure payday, right? Because now the business has been proven and has systems. That, but if you don't have systems, nobody's going to buy your business because they're like, Saying, okay, how do I do what you did? Well, <laughs> it's, you just do this, this, and this, this, and this, this, and this. It's like, what do you mean? You just you don't have nothing to give me, or you can't tell, you can't physically show me how to do this. That 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 brings us so far home for me. The self-employed person can never sell their business because their business they, they are the business. Yeah. Once you remove them, you have to find a way to replicate everything that they just did without any guidance. You can't buy that business. So if you're going to be a self-employed, be prepared to work until you die or yeah. be prepared to work until you don't want money anymore. Because and as soon as you walk away, that business is going to fall apart. You have to have some way to delegate everything that you've done in order to make it into a business that continues to flourish without you. And you have to have some type of system in place. SOP is, is the name of it. Yep. Because if not, you are the system. And then unless you're going to sell yourself, <laughs> it's <Exactly>. actually slavery. <laughs> if the, <laughs> But that, you know, that brings up a whole nother concept in terms of working for somebody at a job because now you are a system, right? When you I'm work at, when you work when you are an employee, you are a part of someone's system. So when someone goes to buy a business, they are buying you too. <laughs> because you are a part of the system, right? So you just got sold to the whoever's the person that just that bought is the business. Wild. <laughs> because and that's just that's just the reality of it. So it's like to me, yo, and I think you you made a great great analogy in that too. It's like if I come in here, I'm not looking for Sam. <laughs> I'm looking for a shake, but I still need my shake to taste like the way Sam shake. Yes. yes, 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 <laughs> yes. That's it. I still need that same Sam shake, but I don't. I ain't, I don't care who makes it. So Sam, I know you listening. <laughs> Document your systems, figure out how your shake is made, document it, allow other people to now create those shakes so that you can go scale the business and you can focus on being the entrepreneur and not the shake ma shake master or the shake shake maker. Um, so yes, man, that's 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 what is so important that people gotta understand. I think that's the number one concept by far that you got to understand when you get into any business right it doesn't even matter if there's a course out there for the business you still because i mean if you buy a course for a business you're probably not getting sops with the business too you still gotta figure out and create your own systems your own sops that's why to me it's like if you why are you asking me to buy like i could really finesse you honestly anyways <laughs> if if like if you really want if we really have that conversation i'm not I'm not in that business to do that, but like I could really finesse you because you don't even know what my system is. Go, go, go make a, a a copy of SOP to, to, to the fool's SOP that says all the wrong stuff to do. I put all the wrong stuff in there. Like, like if, if a customer is, is unhappy with you, just cuss them out. <laughs> you get your point. Like, 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 hey, it said it. I'm gonna go to. Hey, that's why you had to. That's the whole essence of why you have to be the thinker. That the entrepreneur is the thinker. They're the ones that they're the visionary for the company. And why, how do you want your company be, to be ran? You need to be that visionary. Or you, or how how do you run your company? And you need to be able to delegate that to somebody else. That's that's the whole essence of it. Yeah. So it's it's very 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 imperative that you take what we're saying and apply it um, immediately, <laughs> like today. Go read the emails yeah. and apply it. Uh, honestly, I mean, I think that's a great read, but what we spoke about today is like, you got plenty of information in terms of like, wh why it's important and actually how to actually implement it, man. Just start. This was, this was not an entertainment podcast episode. If y'all, this is one you should definitely take away and say, I'm changing something that I'm doing in my life today based on what I heard from this podcast. This was not an entertainment one where I just say, oh yeah, good episode. I can't wait for the next week. Which you know people. <laughs> 
<laughs> Somebody <laughs> listening to this right now and they're like, man, that was good. Said, that was a good episode. <laughs> they're like, man, that was a, that was one of my favorite episodes. Oh. <sighs> the next week, it's another good one. <laughs> Oh man, y'all be cracking me up, man. Y'all are really funny. <laughs> so, but yeah, this has been a super, I think, valuable episode. It was pretty entertaining too to me. I think it was oh, yeah, no, I had entertainment, but I want I want you to be entertained, but super informed at the same time. It laugh, but then be like, yo, I know what they what they just said was super serious. I need to take take heed to that. But yeah, man, that is it for this episode of the Money Now Podcast. New episodes will be released. Every Thursday, we'll be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Just search Money Monopolizers wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, uh, we hope you learned something of value today. If you did, we'd appreciate it if you rated us five stars and left us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find out more info about us on Twitter at The Monopolizers or IG at Money Monopolizers. We post informative content on there that'll keep you engaged. So be sure to check that out and share those posts. Until then, we out of here. You've been listening to the Money Monopolizers podcast, helping you take control of your financial destiny. To learn more about how you can be in control of your money, visit moneymonopolizers.com. We'll catch you next time when Alex and Marlon share more personal finance and wealth creation tips with you. Now it's time to take action.